Welcome to the Stephanie Gerard Show. Stephanie is a psychic energy healer with a wide palette of healing tools and more. She brings transformation which serves your own personal highest and best needs. Today, she is here to share her wisdom and insights about current energy trends and what we can do to help ourselves through these ever-changing times. When calling in today, you can ask Stephanie one question and she'll give you her answer. For more information, please visit her website at whitelight.love. And now, your host, Stephanie Gerard. Good morning, good morning. Happy almost end of February. How's everybody doing? It's a nice, chilly morning here in Alaska. I'm sitting here at minus 7 degrees and I'm inside the house. I have my ambient fireplace going with the heat and everything. This is a necessary feature to living up here. So just good morning, everybody. I am happy to share that Mercury has gone direct. This is exciting. We're not fully complete with this process, however. When Mercury goes direct, it still likes to generate a couple of bumpy rides. And being that it went direct Saturday, we're still contending with all of the stuff that has to shake out. You know, it's it's uprooting itself off of a grid, let's put it that way, and finding its own energy to move forward. So we will see this move forward right around March the 7th or so. So when I bring up mercury retrograde it's because it affects communications as we know i tend to speak about this over and over and and sometimes obsessively harp about it because it can be just so uncomfortable but it helps us to face ourselves it takes us deep within ourselves if we're paying attention and it also likes to mess around with technology such as computers and cell phone uh, vehicles. So this is this has been a period of time where, you know, when I talk with people, they're reporting, my cell phone's doing this, my car is doing that. Uh, recently, a friend noticed all of a sudden, and it's, of course it was still Mercury retrograde, all of a sudden the rear brakes are acting funny and long story short and several hundred dollars later, they have new rear brakes on their vehicles. So these are just some of the inconveniences of Mercury retrograde. Setting appointments can be crazy as well. But anyway, once again, good morning. I'm Stephanie Gerard. You know, one thing I don't always encourage people to do is find me on Facebook. So you may find me on Facebook under Stephanie Gerard. And my website is whitelight.love. So, that being said, I would like to acknowledge the person who is taking your calls, screening your calls, lighting them up for us as we get into that part of the hour. Good morning, Garrett. How are you? Good morning. It's bright and sunny, 51 today, uh, currently sunny in Huntington Beach, and it's a lovely day. Mm, That sounds lovely. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm curled up on the end of the couch with a recliner up and a heating pad on my feet and two blankets. <laughs> it's a whole different world up here. Yeah, you, you can have that whole different world, but I do love your pictures. <laughs> yes, 
and with my brand new phone that the universe insisted I must have. I'll tell you something. The pictures in this phone are amazing and remarkable. You know, last week I was out driving around and I thought, I've got to test this out. So the clouds were doing something interesting in the sky. I, you know, I would actually use the word strange. And I took a picture of the clouds and it captured details that I have not seen in other pictures that I took with my other phone, which already took great pictures, or so I thought. So this phone captures movement and all kinds of stuff. So I'm super excited to, as the weather gets warmer, but even now with the snow pictures and stuff, um, just to see what it, what comes out. Because this camera is amazing. I've been pleasantly surprised at the detail that comes forth, but more so the energy. You know, um, I am a psychic medium and an energy healer, and so I get real excited when I see energy in the sky. I see energy moving. It's like, woohoo, look at this. <laughs> and then I go into, I rabbit hole with my language of, woohoo, we're ascending, you know, all of this self talk that a lot of people think I'm crazy for. So, <laughs> anyway, um, it's cool. It's amazing. I love the pictures here as well. So I have a couple of announcements, everybody. Yes, there's a couple of exciting projects coming up. One is due to start immediately, and that is this. Beginning this coming Sunday, Sunday evening at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock Alaska time, I will be joining Psychic. Uh, gosh, she's world-renowned. She's one of America's top 50 psychics, Fisk. So Rebecca Fisk and myself have joined forces, and we will begin to do our own show on Sunday evenings. It's a remarkable way to begin a work week, also to end the previous week. So she and I are multiplying and dividing our efforts, joining forces, And we will begin that show this coming Sunday. And so what that means is that that will be my show too. We are sharing our shows together. So for today, for this moment in time, and thank you, Mercury Retrograde, um, this will be the last morning show for a while. So I just want to let everybody know this. Now, I am also going to begin podcasting. And this is due to begin the first week of March. And again, please find me on Facebook under Stephanie Gerard because I will be posting links there. And the beauty about podcasts is it will be more of sharing experiences and telling stories. More specifically, I will be creating podcasts that reflect the different places and time of my own spiritual journey. You know, oftentimes the question comes up, many people are asking, you know, how did you get there? What did you do? Um, When did you know you were psychic? That's a very common question. And it's a very good question. When did you know that you were an energy healer? These questions come up rather frequently. So, So I am now multiplying and dividing my own efforts. So not only will I do a shared radio show with another psychic, 
I will also be creating these podcasts and talk about my spiritual journey and the different steps and so forth. And um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm super excited about it. So, yes, and eventually I will return to probably have my own radio show, but that's down the road. We've got to take this in pieces and bites right now. So those are my two announcements, the joint radio show. So join me on Sunday evenings with Psychic Rebecca Fisk. And the notification for this uh, will be posted on my Facebook wall. All right. So these are my two exciting announcements. So it's so much fun to share a radio program with someone else who speaks this language and who does their thing. We are both psychics. We're both mediums. We're similar with our work and then yet very different with our work. So when you call into the show, and again, it will be your one question. And, you know, we would love to, you know, answer all of your questions, but we're going to stay with one question. So with each of your questions for every caller, you have the wonderful privilege, this opportunity to gain two different perspectives. This past Sunday, I was a guest on Rebecca's show, and we had a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And with each question from the callers, they did gain a couple of different perspectives. You know, um, in my journey, in my spiritual journey, I have nurtured so many things about it. So this is something that I wanted to talk about this morning. This question comes up again, like I shared. How did you know you were psychic? Well, it's quite a journey. It's an interesting path. In my life, in my early childhood, probably four or five years old, to begin with, I ended up with a traumatic brain injury. Although at that, and it was simply from sledding and running into a cement post head on, right, got smacked right in the middle of the forehead. And at that place and time, you know, our parents, they would just stand this up. You hurt? Anything broken? No blood? Okay, cool. Good to go. I'm not saying that that's when it happened, but that's been a significant part of my journey because it was a wake-up call, even at that young of an age, to tune in and to start recognizing sounds, to begin recognizing energies moving about in the room, knowing that someone was around, but I couldn't see them with my physical eyes. So starting around age nine or so, I had the experience of standing in the doorway of a room, leaving my body, and then hovering about the ceiling to look down um, to look down at the people. So the first time this started, that it was very significant for me. We were at my one, one of my grandmother's houses. All the aunts and uncles were over. They were drinking highballs, playing pinochle, just having a great time. And, but something felt awkward to me. It's like something wasn't resonating. So I stood there, left my body, hovered around the room, came back. And it's like, well, everyone seemed to be happy. I just didn't like... I wasn't resonating with what we call the spirit of alcohol. And so upon knowing that, I simply stayed outside. I sat on the front porch and, you know, the evening progressed and us kids, you know, we were always told to go outside and play (laughs) day or night. It didn't matter as long as they could see us under the streetlights. So that's what we did. 
but that was probably the first real prominent time that I could feel that something was different. Now, I'm sharing these details because oftentimes when I share this with folks I'm talking to, the, oh, my gosh, this happened with me. And so these stories are relevant. It's not directly the same, but there's the wake-up moment, the aha moment. Probably, I would say, five, six, seven years old, I would also hear my name being spoken into one of my ears. And it would only happen at night. And it would only happen like right before I fell asleep. And this has happened throughout my life. It's not regular. It's not consistent. But to me, it's been the experience of my angels are reaching out and saying, hey, we know that there's stuff going on. We know that it's intense for you. We have you. It's a reminder that we're taking care of you. We're protecting you. And that's been my interpretation because that's how I've seen it play out. Um, When I was a teenager, oh, golly, 15, 16, something like that, one of the grandmothers had come to town, and I had the privilege, I'm the eldest of five kids. Well, I had the privilege of, number one, having my own room, number two, having the bedroom set from the other grandparents, who, and it belonged to their grandparents. So it was a really neat bed set from probably early, mid-1800s. And it was carved of wood, absolutely beautiful, double bed. So this grandmother came to town, and uh, she would sleep with me. Um, You know, we just shared space, and it was funny because she loved to listen to her radio programs late at night, which drove me nuts, but I always fell asleep to them. So anyhow, uh, she had come into bed one night, and it kind of woke me up, and then I began floating up to the ceiling. And it was real. And then she said something and it dropped me right back into my body again. So again, I'm sharing these details of the, these experiences because this is resonating with at least one person out there who's listening and beyond. As time went on, I, because the information was coming in, I didn't understand it. I wasn't prepared. I was also raised in a fundamental religion, Catholicism. And so that clearly opposed that particular belief system. So I didn't want to believe that, oh, this could be paranormal or this was spiritual phenomena because nobody around me was speaking any of this language. However, both grandmothers knew that I was unique with my awarenesses and talents. So that being said, then came the phase where, okay, I'm going to cover my ears and eyes I don't want to see any of this. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to hear this. I am going to pretend that this doesn't exist. That This, again, is a common path. This is a common stretch. So during that time, it was, you know, a period of time where it was distractions, distractions. What can I do so I don't have to think about what I'm really thinking about? okay, well, you know, first it was the distractions of the dating. Then it was also the distractions of numbing. Okay, well, and that began as a teenager as well. If I drink enough alcohol, then I won't have to feel and I won't have to think. Well, that can only last for so long. 
threw that out the window because it wasn't very friendly and it brings about its own consequences. And I thought, well, no, that's okay. I'm done with that. I don't need that part. But again, sharing these different places in time because it's resonating with someone out there. So then three different times in my life, it's like life flushed the toilet on me. So what does that mean? My life bottomed out in different ways. And, you know, to the point of, let's say, losing material things, whatever. But it was a wake-up call from the universe. Can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? Stephanie, are you listening? Okay, we're going to take this away. Do you see us? Hi, do you hear us? And they'll do that. (laughs) It does happen. Sometimes things need to go away so that our attention can get refocused, you know, back to God, back to the divine, back to the universe. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm running my show, but I'm not really running my show, if that makes sense. So once they regain my attention, then it was more so, okay, 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 okay. So then the the last flushing of the toilet came back in, oh golly, about 10 years ago, let's put it that way. And I decided, okay, it's time. I don't know where this is going to take me, but I'm going to do it. And so what that entailed for me was acting as if, well, I need to act as if I'm already in my space. So if I'm acting as if, then what would I do? Well, number one, I would clearly leave this situation that I was in. You know, it was like, okay, the journey of another relationship, it wasn't working. It's like, okay, if I were pretending, so it's kind of like I had to go into character for my own self so that I could make this clarity, this point of, you know, who am I and what am I doing? So if I just pretend I'm watching a movie, what would that actress do? Well, she'd get into her right mind for one thing and go back to where she came from. So that's when I left California, went back to my home state of Washington State and recentered and regrouped. And I no more landed there and I thought, well, If I were to take a next step, if I'm acting as if, what would that mean? What would I do? Well, I would reach out to this one astrologer. I had received this woman's newsletters for I don't know how many years, and she so kindly kept sending them. And I thought, well, if I was a character actress, I would send her an email, and I would say, hi, my name is, and this is what I do, and I'm brand new, back into Washington State again, what would you suggest? I sent that email on a Friday night. Now, this was magical. And this is also confirmation of when we are in the right space, on the right path. The next morning, Saturday morning, I opened up my email. Not only did I have an email from her, I also had an email from the lady who was running this twice a year very large psychic fair. And then there was a third email from a woman who was looking for someone to share the table for that event. And it was magical. So this is the thing. In me pretending that, okay, if I were watching this, 
what would I do? This is what I would do. This also entailed taking a risk. It took me a lot of courage. I was nervous, you know, because it's been 21 years ago now that I learned my primary modality. It's called spiritual response therapy. And I work with the pendulum and charts and it's magical. It's an amazing modality. And so even though I had learned that earlier, it didn't mean that that was the end all be all, that this solves all issues. It's nice to understand the modalities, but it's another thing to apply it. So this is when I decided to decide that it's time to take this serious, to really embrace myself, embrace these gifts. And I thought, well, you know, I have been blessed immensely with all kinds of gifts. It's time to share that. You know, we have that one verse out of the Bible, you know, don't keep your light under the bushel. Our light is, you know, to be shared with others, to help others, whatever that might mean. So, so with that awareness, with that opportunity, it was one week later, I was in this, at the time, it felt like gigantic, this great big psychic fair. And again, with the uniqueness of the pendulum and charts, people were intrigued, they were blown away. And I, I really do call it the journey, because it's just unique and different for everybody. But my point behind all of this is to share what has this been like for me? Because, again, this question comes up. Many people ask, how can I do what you do? Well, <laughs> that comes up a lot. And for one thing, we are all individual and unique. So technically speaking, you won't be able to do what I do. And I won't be able to do what you do. We're all here to bring whatever it is that we have you know, we all have our uniqueness. I just like to emphasize that over and over and over. So in sharing this very brief story of my journey, I want to bring to the table a couple of things that everyone can do. So I would say in the last couple of years, as the energy on the earth is shifting, and I'm talking about in the spiritual sense, I'm not talking about everything else. In the spiritual sense, Our energies have grown stronger. People are becoming more aware. People are what we call, quote, unquote, waking up to, hey, wait a minute. I think I have gifts, too. What can I do? Because people are shifting out of observation and judgment into taking action, taking risks, and just stepping into that pair of shoes. So what can we do? Well, first of all, This sounds very simple, but I want you guys to think about sitting with yourself and reflect upon what is it? What what first and foremost is leading you to feel? Not think, getting out of the logical mind, but feel. What's leading you to feel that there is something there? And then sit with that and reflect on what is it that you do feel? Write these things down on paper. There's something magical about putting pen to paper. So write these things down. What, what is causing you, what is motivating you to feel this way? What is it? What do I bring to the table? Number one, sit with that. And it's not an immediate answer. It's not, okay, I feel this, write it down on paper, and now what? 
this is a journey, everybody. This sometimes can take a couple of years. It, it just takes time. And more than anything, I want to let you guys know, just to allow time to take its time. Because the thing is, once we connect with the energy of, I feel like something's going on. I know I have something to bring to the world. I don't know what it is yet, but I can feel it. It's there. Okay. This is like milepost number one. So at milepost number one, feed your soul. You take care of you. Think about your life. What are the pluses? What are the minuses? You see, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? How can this be better? In a perfect world, how would that help other people? Really think about that. Really take your time with it. It's not a race. It's not a rush. Because essentially, once we connect with this, this milepost number one, once we begin that process, this process doesn't stop. You know, you can set it down for a while, but (laughs) the universe will bring you a few wake-up calls along the way to say, hey, tap, tap on the shoulder. What are you doing over here? Okay, so that's milepost number one. Milepost number two is this. Think about it. So, okay, now I'm feeling like I have something to bring. I feel like I'm intuitive a little bit or empathic. And if I have this, how can I help people? This is where I encourage people to just start doing research. So what does that mean? You know, if crystals are interesting to you, start researching it. Take a class. If essential oils are important to you, research that. Take a class. I really encourage people to take classes, get the information, because the thing is, we, we learn that information, our logical mind takes that in, it processes that, and then, then this beautiful thing happens where we have that, the, you know, the muggle world information, let's put it that way, we have that in our mind and it's resting there. The next thing that does happen is now comes in, your natural innate, your natural intuition. Then you start looking at that. And then it's like there's this gentle, the beginning of the gentle flow of the energies where they begin to merge with each other. Okay, so I've learned about the clear crystal quartz. Okay, the energies of it, the properties of it, how it can be used in a positive way, what does it do? And then we bring in our natural abilities where as we're reading that information and it's registering in our brains, now it's traveling over into the right side. But it's also traveling into our intuition. And then the question becomes, wow, okay, so I don't know what exactly I'm going to do yet, but I know that the properties of a clear crystal quartz may be helpful to a couple of my friends when I talk with them. Maybe I can pray. Maybe I can set the intention that whatever my friend needs, that this clear crystal quartz is going to help them. So it starts gentle. It starts small. You know, when, when it, and I understand the newness of this. At the front end, it's like, woohoo, I feel this. What am I going to do? One day I'm going to do ABC. Well, it's a journey and it's a long, it's a process. I don't want to say long. It's simply a process to get there. So that's 
at milepost number two where it's like, okay, we're going to take a class or we're going to spend time with ourselves to simply do research on the internet. People that work with me that I have mentored, this is part of the journey and we're only at step number two. And I don't want to minimize only because that's also part of the journey where I encourage people to do your own research, research what it is that speaks to you. You know, is it, is it a ceremony with the native American shamanic processes? Is it energy healing using prana? Whatever it is, research it, read it, study it. For myself, I've been researching information, information for, oh my goodness, 31, 32 years. There was a long, long stretch of reading, researching, taking classes that led up to me finally deciding, okay, I know I'm being prompted to bring this to the world. Now I'm going to bring it out to the world, which was only recently in 2013. So there's, there was over 20 years of research and studies. So this milepost number two is really, really important. Let's say you're in a 12-step program, and let's say that you now understand I was doing this because I was numbing, okay, I'm waking up. What is it that I feel like I want to do? Well, you might be called to something called rolfing, which is working with the physical body yet releasing energies that are trapped in the body that are not serving the person, you see. There's so many ways that we can be helpful, but do your research, review, look at what calls to you. Many people like to dive into YouTube, and I encourage you, if you choose to dive into YouTube, please protect yourself and surround yourself with energies first. There's a lot of energies in YouTube. Recently, um, someone had commented, well, I, I did this one meditation in YouTube, and it was supposed to do A, B, and C, but I feel funky, and I feel off-put, off and my energies are messy. I said, yes. When, if you choose to listen to a YouTube video, and this was simply on meditation, use what I call the filter of God, the filter of creator. So in other words, set the intention of, okay, I'm going to watch this YouTube, I'm going to listen to it, but I'm going to sit with the divine and allow the divine to filter this for me. I may gain the purest form, the highest and best of how this may support me. Really important. So that's another great takeaway. So we've, we've talked about milepost number one, milepost number two. Milepost number three is actually the process of launching. Now, again, these don't happen like one, two, three. Okay, go. It can. I'm not saying it's not possible. It is possible. However, I'm going upon my life experiences and the wisdom that I've gained. This all kind of rolls into each other. And sometimes it's all three things going on because there's a natural ebbing and flowing of these energies. So step three is making the decision, taking the risk. No different than when I moved back to Washington State and I thought, if I'm going to be here, if I'm going to actually move back to Washington State and do this, then 
I am going to launch into what it is that I have been called to do. And I took that risk, sent the one email, and boom, and here I am today. So it's really important to listen to taking those risks. Is it, was it uncomfortable? Absolutely, yes. I had no idea who this lady was as a person. She had no idea who I was. She simply responded to an email. So it's important to take the risks. Taking the risks brings us the bravery and brings us the courage. That's really important to hold on to. It brings us the bravery and the courage. So step one was the awareness. Step two, do your research. Step three, if you do feel like you're called to be out in public or to be, meaning local in your community or local to your handful of friends, do that. There are many who like to be behind the scenes, and that's perfectly fine. And there are many, 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 many ways of helping other people. But first and foremost, we must help ourselves. And that does entail actual journey and having the experiences that we have. And why? You know, when I look at my life sometimes, there's a lot of things that I'm not happy about. There's a lot of decisions I've made I'm really not pleased with myself because of how it impacted everybody else and not just myself. So we, it's important for us to address those things, to go through our process of self-forgiveness or to make good on relationships that may have been hampered or encroached upon due to our own ignorance, arrogance, selfishness, whatever that might be. It's just that it's this ongoing process of releasing and learning and download. And eventually what happens is all three of these aspects they all intertwine, they all intermingle with one another. This is the process. When we fall off of our path, I fell off my path for seven years. But did I really fall off my path or was that still part of my path? Yes, it was. It was still part of my process. That was part of the process. So when we gain those experiences, and that's what I call it, Move out of your own self-judgment and understand that you attracted experiences for usually one specific reason, which is to teach us compassion. Because it's with that compassion and that tuning in that we are now able to turn around. We're doing, we're partly sharing information about where we've been. And then, yes, we have our own gifts, you know, from the powers that be, you know, depending upon what it is that we are designed, what did we agree to within our divine blueprint before we incarnated and came here. So all of these experiences help to build the compassion and the kindness and the understanding of human behavior. Everybody is different. One of my grandmothers used to tell me, Steffi, you're going to have a problem until you understand this. Everyone makes the world go round. It takes all kinds to make the world go around. It takes all kinds of colorful people. And that's what it's taught me. And in my, in my practice of what I do at present, it takes all kinds to make the world go around still. And it's a blessing because there's something that keeps, it, it helps to keep us always a little bit off center 
not in a bad way necessarily, but to remind us humans are not perfect. We are not perfect either. So it's like it, it reinstates the fact that we're always learning. We're always evolving. We're taking in different lessons, lessons, excuse me, whirling around, sitting with it, and then releasing from it what we don't need. So I'll review the steps again. Number one, awareness. Number two, do your research. And number three, take that risk. The risk will bring you the bravery and the courage and the empathy and the compassion. So please hold on to that. And uh, thank you for listening. How are we doing, Garrett? I need to unmute myself because I'm doing a shiatsu foot massage while listening to your learning today. It's very exciting. Mm. That sounds lovely. That it sounds is lovely. lovely. So I got to turn this off because it's making way too much noise in my headset. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I always learn so much from That's you. Funny. I swear. I even though you say you know it's for somebody else, most of the time I think that you're just really making a message that I'm supposed to hear every day. So thank you for that. Um, we do have a couple of callers. Do you? Is there anything else you want to cover before we jump into the phones today? Yes, I just want to remind people of my two announcements that starting this Sunday, that my radio show will now be on Sundays, and it's a joint radio show with Psychic Rebecca Fisk. This will be every Sunday, starting at 7 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Alaska time. Announcement number one. Announcement number two. This will be shared on Facebook, so please find me under Stephanie Gerard. There will be podcasts of more of these types of teachings and lessons and just shared experiences. So again, if you, if you have any further questions, please go to my website, whitelight.love, or you may find me on Facebook and send me a direct message there. there cool. Okay. Yeah. And as somebody who has had one of your uh, readings and healings, I will tell the listeners that it is an amazing experience. So I highly recommend it for everybody who's listening today. Um, you ready for some callers? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So our first okay. caller is Carrie. She's a first-time caller, and she's gone through a lot lately, and she's just looking for some general guidance today. So Carrie, welcome to the show. You're live with Stephanie. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yes, good morning, Carrie. How are you? I'm well. I'm glad I found your show today. I've been enjoying it. Um, one thing I did want to share, you mentioned having a TBI when you were younger. I also yes. had one myself. I was riding uh, my bicycle when I was about 10, and it was a subdural hematoma. So, um, you know, <laughs> definitely it was a life-changing experience for me and one that, you know, I involved myself in community outreach. There was not a helmet law back then. I mean, the 90s. Sure. <laughs> And um, I don't take for granted one day because um, when I went to, you know, they had put staples in my head. When I went to get them removed, there was another girl and she was in a wheelchair, paralyzed. So ever since that moment, um, I've had different happenings here and there and have had quite a bit of loss in the past six years. So just to make a very long story short, um, starting almost all over again, it's almost like being reborn, just kind of moving out on my own and I'm open to anything that you have or any messages you have in the universe. You were just mentioning um, your grandmother or a grandmother, and the phone beeps like somebody was dialing a number on my end. So I'm not sure <laughs> what that was, but I wanted to share that um, with you as well. That's beautiful. And so this is what comes through for you. First and foremost, 
yes, that was your grandmother. See, our <laughs> ancestors are so important. And so here's the thing. All of us came from our grandmothers. And when I say that, our this is what I mean. Our mothers came from our grandmothers, and our mothers created with our grandmothers, physical mm-hmm. and everything else. So in a sense, when we think about it from this angle, we are our grandmothers. And if you want to look at it this way, you are connecting with that ancestral grandmother mm-hmm. wisdom energy. And mm-hmm. what comes through from her is to sit with that. She is letting you know that she is ready for you to connect with her in this new and different way. She likes the outdoors. And so whatever the weather is like in your neck of the woods, um, you know, if you can safely do that or be like me rolled up in blankets with a fire, um, whatever that is. <laughs> I'm in Rhode Island, so it's pretty, pretty brisk. It's cold. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, have, um, I have an uncle, my grandmother's son, and lives in Alaska. So that was ironic. Oh, beautiful. Too. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, so there's your other validation. Okay. Yep. So she's, she is communicating. So, yeah. So um, even if you just look out the window and talk with her but one of the first things and so I'll encourage you to do this as you're looking out the window and you know looking at nature or going on your drive because you like to drive (laughs) allow yourself to really feel her energy as if she really is she is here but but in the way that you remember because that will help to just make that initial connection like okay because she what she is waiting to bring to you not just her wisdom not just her teachings but she's bringing forth a message that you too will bring comfort to others so Mm -hmm. people judged her because she talked to everybody she didn't care who did what (laughs) or what they looked like you know she didn't care if it was joe blow on the street corner with a sign asking for money no because she saw the soul of each person And so this is what she will be working with you on is connecting with that energy and helping opening your world too. Cause she's saying she's got the window open a little bit. I need her to have it be a 360 view. She (laughs) She wants to bring the panoramic view of life to you and not just from what you know. And she's laughing when she says that because she knows that, you know, you know, different from that, you know, she's also kidding. So, so yeah. yeah, So, so That's funny. To be a flight attendant yes. too. So I mean, I definitely had the bird's eye view then, you know. And in in recent years, things sort of just got very like a narrow vision because it's like having three cups and only seeing one and not noticing the other two and realizing, you know, there's more to life than whatever situation you're in or circumstances. So absolutely, I agree with that 100. percent Wonderful. Okay. Yes. Continue with that energy because the time is coming soon for you when there will be more people, just all different kinds of people, and keep your mind open. And she's reminding you, so with everyone you see, and she's saying in the beginning, she said, just pretend it's my face, <laughs> right? Just pretend you're talking <laughs> to me, and then go from oh, there. But she's oh. excited for you, and that is your way of bringing healing to the world and of helping to heal humanity. So, yeah, thank you for your question. Thank you for your thank call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Take care.
There we go. What a great first call. Yeah, thanks, Carrie, for listening. First time caller. Uh, next caller is Wonderful. Erica, and Erica is calling about her stepdad. Eric, welcome to the show. You're with Stephanie. Thank you, and congrats on the new show, Stephanie. On thank the you. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. How can um, I help you? Well, What's your question? My question. Yeah, um, my stepdad was in a small like um, car accident. It was very minor. Um, basically, his fender on his, on the driver's side was damaged. He thought a semi hit him, and that's what happened. And um, he said that a police officer was nearby and witnessed everything. And he told um, the semi didn't stop. And he told my stepdad, oh, just wait here for a bit, and then you go chase the guy that hit you, but, you know, the semi. And after 10 minutes, he's like, ah, I just took off. And he came home and told me about it, and I was like, oh, we'll give him a call. Like, hey, what's going on? And when I spoke to the officer, he's like, actually, it's your dad who hit um, the semi. But the semi, like I said, just took off like nothing ever happened. And um, the officer told me to send his driver's license and insurance over, and I was like, okay. And um, but I didn't send it over. I'm just wondering if um, he'll have like, if they'll basically come after us or him mainly, um, or will they just kind of because he doesn't have any information on my stepdad other than my name and my phone number. So I'm just wondering if. He, like, they'll take the time to go after him and go through the legal process and all that stuff. Okay. Um, in listening to what you just shared, the energy that I'm picking up behind this is that there was a question about your stepdad's cognitive ability. This is what's coming through. It also... You know, because and now this was a unique situation, and there's no judgment calls here on any level. That I'm picking mm-hmm. up on the observation of the police officer, and so it, what's interesting is that this information was not collected at the scene. You see, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm asking. So because I work up with a pendulum, I can ask percentages. So I will ask, what is the percentage of likelihood that they would pull his license? They're not going to pull his license. Um, What is the percentage of likelihood that they would go after your father? That's not the case. So this this feels somewhat like, and again, we're looking at it from a different angle. I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen. Part of this is that the officer dropped the ball in terms of not collecting what should have been collected at the time, Mm -hmm. because it sounds like a couple of buddies talking and kind of observing, having fun with it and then parting ways. So this is partially the responsibility of the police officer. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just asking in the big picture, what's the likelihood that your stepdad would be affected in any way with his ability to drive, to continue with his freedoms, that won't be it. So you may, if there is a way to actually meet face-to-face, that would be better versus sending it in. Does that make sense? Um, and yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about, like, not really 
taking any action, just letting it be. I was hoping he would just forget about it and move on. And, you know, that's a choice as well. You, you can do that and just wait to see if a letter comes in the mail, something like that. So that's up to you guys. It's just that from looking at the standpoint of the energy in general, nothing really significant comes through as far as your stepdad's ability to continue driving in a safe and legal way. In terms of damages to the family, um, there isn't anything that comes through. Had the semi been truly concerned, they would have made the time to stop and collect information. But they didn't. The other part of this, am I experiencing whatever happened and then taking off? There was still a responsibility there for the driver of the semi, you see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it, it's up to you guys. If you want to let sleeping dogs fly, that's your choice. It's just that in the big picture, I'm not seeing anything significant happening with either your stepdad or repercussions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically yeah. taking that or doing nothing will lead to nothing and nothing will happen. What you can do is wait to see if a letter comes in the mail. Yeah. If a letter comes in the mail of we need A and B, then you can respond to that. So, again, you know, um, I'm not a legal person. I don't give legal advice, mm-hmm. so I need to say that as a disclaimer. But mm-hmm. it would be up to you and your choice. So practically speaking, I think, you know, it, that's one of the options that you have to let sleeping dogs fly and just see what happens. <laughs> Is yeah. there a high probability that there will be something in the mail coming through regarding that? It's possible, but the percentage of the likelihood of that happening is actually quite low. It's around 10 to 15%, and that's that. Anything under 50% generally, I don't, generally I don't see that the event takes place. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Erica. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks for the call today. So just a real quick uh, plug for your website, Stephanie, it's whitelight.love and the new Sunday night psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard premieres this coming Sunday live at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure to check blog talk for the updates along with Facebook and all the cool stuff. We've got another caller today in um, his name is Jared and Jared is calling about romance. Jared, welcome to the show. You're live with Stephanie. Oh, hi, Stephanie. Oh, hi, Jared. (laughs) I think I know who you are. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, you know, living, living my life. Doing well. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I'm happy for you. What is your question? Well, talk to me about my romance. Any upcoming? I am getting a time frame. So this pendulum is flying around. One second. I'm asking, okay, it is within this year. I'm asking if it's before June or after. It's after June. I'm ask, getting a more specific timeline. This looks like August, right around the beginning of August. And so between now and August, I know you do your homework, think about what it is, who, you know, all of the qualities, characteristics, personality, and more. Um, He's coming in. This is, 
it's kind of like with whatever you have processed in recent days, meaning the last couple of months, um, your ideas and thoughts are shifting and changing slightly. You're realizing um, you've had a couple of aha moments of additional things that you've added to your list. And when you connect with this person, you're going to be like, oh, my God, they're beautiful. He's beautiful. So this is – so from the last time you and I connected to right now, energies have shifted in a nice way because you gained clarity about something here literally in the last couple of weeks, which would be what Mercury retrograde, which is perfect. So um, he's coming in. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited and will be very supportive of all you do. Um, Lovely. But initially what's going to be cute, Jared, is that you're going to be deer in the headlights. You're actually going to be silent. You're going to be without words and um, because it will feel that powerful for you. And then the fact that he wants you, it'll be beautiful. It's it's amazing. August. That's what I see for you. There we go. Cool. Thanks, yeah. Jared. Thank you. And we've got time for one more caller, Stephanie. Let's bring on this caller. Her name is Rebecca, and she's calling from California. Well, good morning, Rebecca. <laughs> good morning, <laughs> Stephanie. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm great. Well, that's well, awesome. well, well. That's... Well, you yeah. know, we psychics need readings, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we do. So, everybody, this is the lady we're doing a show together starting this week. Yes. All right. Your question. Me too. You probably already know my question, but, of course, I'm calling to ask about romance. Oh, I think I have a pretty good idea. You know, (laughs) so, again, I am using my pendulum and asking what is the percentage of likelihood of this being a positive thing for you. It starts at 80% and then goes to 100. Um, it, it's, this is really powerful. And let's see here. There's Within your own self, there's some residual things to release, let go. And when I say it's like 15% or less, all of the work that you've been doing it's kind of like in your mind, you're almost there. Um, and triggers are okay because triggers are points of awareness and it helps us to revisit ourselves and reconnect with ourselves and say, okay, thank you, trigger. What is this? Because now my vulnerability feels really strong and how may I help myself through this process? So, So in your case, there may be a few of these triggers and embrace them and welcome them, Um, you know, and of course, when triggers happen, it's not fun, but then look at the love and joy behind it, because this is also what will generate a stronger connection with this person. Yeah. It's lovely. It's really pretty. You're welcome. When you said the percentages, I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. Okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm super excited for Sunday night. <laughs> Me too. I'm so glad you called. <laughs> but yes. Yes. It's my pleasure. And, and I, I love listening to your stories because, you know, um, even though I, you, we've been friends for a long time, 
you know, I still glean information from everything you talk about with your own story. So it's really helpful, and I love getting the reminders from you. So, you know, thank you for that. And, like, I don't know if people realize just what an incredible gift you are because, you know, it's hard for, for, for people like us to be this vulnerable and really talk about our story and, and our past and how we got here. So, you know, I just, I'm in awe of you and who you are, and I'm so grateful that I get to do this stuff with you because, um, you know, God loves me. <laughs> God has blessed you with your friendship. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Rebecca. Thank Thanks, you. Rebecca. And I'm blessed with you. Thank you. you okay. Well, thank talk you to Sunday you Sunday night. Yeah, yes. thank you. Okay. Sunday night, you, everyone gets to hear both of us. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Stephanie, with about uh, three minutes left of your show today, any last closing thoughts for this fantastic Tuesday? Yeah, so the gentle reminder for everyone to remember the three mile posts or the three steps um, of wanting to of responding to this calling of there's something in me and I'm supposed to do something and I don't know what it is. Number one, we come into our own awareness of, okay, that's our aha moment. Number two, do your research. What is it? I have a niece right now. She recently said, and Stephanie, I'm supposed to do something and I don't know what. Well, thankfully she connected with an apothecary which is working with herbs and stones and all kinds of things. Do your research, act as if, volunteer, speak up. And number three, act as if you're already doing it because that is the process of becoming what it is that we are called to do. So really pay attention to those signals. And just a reminder that they all ebb and flow within each other at all times. This is what helps us to keep growing and evolving. So, again, if you guys have any more questions, please feel free to visit my website, whitelight.love. Find me on Facebook, Stephanie Gerard. And a reminder, join Rebecca and I this coming Sunday. It's a boot and a holler. Bring your one question. You get two responses. We're going to have lots of fun. There we go. Yay. Okay. Thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great week. See you Sunday. Thank you, thank you.